0: Hello and welcome to Keep Right On, a Birmingham City podcast from Birmingham Live. I'm Brian Dick and uh, I'm joined today um, in the wake of Wayne Rooney's departure from Birmingham City uh, by our Nottingham Forest uh, writer, or Nottinghamshire Lives, Nottingham Forest writer, I should say, Sarah Clapson. Hi, Sarah.
1: Hello. Good to be on.
0: Yeah, thanks very much for joining us. Now a few of you might be wondering uh why what interest we have in, in Nottingham Forest on here, but obviously uh most of you will understand that Steve Cooper is the bookmaker's favourite um for the Blues hot seat. Uh and in a in a in a quick sort of straw poll we've run on the on the Birmingham Mail website, uh we've regarding who fans would like to succeed Rooney. We've had about just over 2000 responses and Steve Cooper is the runaway leader on that. So um I've that's why we've got Sarah on Sarah um <clears throat> watched pretty much every game of of Steve Cooper's tenure at the City Ground and I'm going to call it a miracle. Um taking taking Forest from the bottom of the championship into the Premier League in a single season. Uh, whether Sarah agrees with that description we'll we'll find out in a minute but uh Yes, Sarah, thanks for for joining us. Um, Is Miracle overstating what what Cooper did uh, at the City Group? No, I
1: don't think it is. Um, When you look at where Forrest were when he came in and the the state that they were in, they were heading for League One. um, No question about that. Under Chris Hewton's tenure, they were were only going one way. Um, And Steve Cooper completely transformed it, transformed the club, transformed results. Did what nobody else had done this century and got Forrest into the Premier League so many other managers had, had tried and failed um but he was the one that did it and I, I think it is absolutely fair to keep it to call it a miracle and you could argue that actually he went on better the following season by keeping Forrest in the Premier League that was arguably an even greater achievement um because of all the challenges and because of everything that went with it that season um it, it he had two absolutely incredible years in charge of Forest. This year, this season wasn't quite at the same level, but but prior to that, it had been nothing but success, really. Two really special seasons in charge.
0: Fantastic. Right. So just paint a picture for us, please, Sarah, then. Um, how bad were Forest? now? I've little, done a little bit of research. They were bottom of the championship uh, under Chris Houghton. I think something like... Uh, seven points from four games or was it four points from seven games, one one of the two. How bad was it? Because I I remember thinking back from the outside looking in, they just seemed to be absolutely stalled under Houghton and there was problems with the style. Obviously the results were terrible. How bad was it?
1: It was dire. Um, absolutely dire. I think sometimes you can forget that now because of where they are and how quickly they, they've transformed into a Premier League club in that space of time. But they really were heading for League One under Chris Hute. And It wasn't just the results. It was the whole atmosphere had turned toxic. Fans had really turned against him, against the team. The atmosphere in the stands just wasn't good at all. Results were, were not happening. Um, the players didn't look like they were a team. They weren't performing to their... Um, their best level. Forest were in a lot of trouble. They were they were in relegation trouble. No no question about that. Um, and Steve Cooper just transformed it. He, he dragged them up by the bootstraps and completely overhauled the whole way that they approached games. Um, the whole unity in the squad. And he didn't just do that. He he, he made such a difference off the pitch as well. It, it's it's hard to kind of um, to put into words the difference that he made. To the city as well as to the football club, he just got Forest and he got Nottingham um, as a city, and that just had a massive impact on the pitch as well. What once he'd once he'd galvanised the fans, once he'd galvanised the team, it was just a, a complete upward curve. Really, that that Championship um, promotion winning season was just incredible to witness. From where Forest were to where they got to was just it was awesome
0: yeah just have checked it was four points from seven games so you're absolutely right they, they were headed in 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 the wrong direction what was the first thing first thing he targeted Sarah what was sort of the first thing on his agenda so, so many managers come in and talk about defensive solidity and you know get building from the back is that what Cooper did or did he go about it in a different way
1: he did that but I think a key part of his early press conferences was we're Nottingham Forest. We have to play like Nottingham Forest, and he wanted the team to get on the front foot to to represent the football club in the way that he thought was um, was right, and and something that, that Forest had been known throughout in their history. He's been positive, playing good football, um, and yeah. he really wanted the players to start believing in themselves. And it's so easy when managers come in to say, "I want the players to start believing. I want belief," and 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 that is a massive factor, factor and it's, it's really hard to put your finger on how they do that, mm. but he just lifted spirits and he got <sighs> players playing to their potential. He got um, Forrest playing in attacking style, which they weren't doing under Chris Hewton. Um The the football under um, Chris Hewton was pretty dour. Um, and it, mm. it obviously wasn't getting the right results either. Steve Cooper changed all that. He got them playing on the front foot. He got them... Um, believing that they were a good group and they were, they did have some talented players, but I think he got them playing to more than the sum of their parts because of right. he's such a good man manager. He's so good at putting in on players if they need it and um, really creating a bond and a sense of unity. He, he didn't just do that with the dressing room. He did that with the fans as well. So he, he established a connection between the players, the fans the players amongst themselves, the whole club—he just he united everybody, um, and it right. just had a massive effect on the the pitch. Once you have that kind of bond and everybody's on the same page, it just then translated into results and performances, and um, it obviously ended up in in winning promotion by the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just looking at his, was it Millwall? Was that his first game? A one-one home draw? Is that right?
1: I think it was, yeah. I think yeah, it
0: then was. It, then they won the next four, lost lost at home to Fulham, who were just killing everybody in in that season. Then there were quite a few draws, and then it just became a winning machine, didn't it? Through the um, in, into twenty twenty two, it be- it became a an, an absolute steamroll. What point did you think that? Hang on, we we could be onto something special here.
1: It was, I remember it very vividly, it was an away game at at Bristol City and um, Forest were 1-0 down until I want to say an added time. Um, And they turned it round with two really quick goals by Lyle Taylor, um, who didn't have... The best of times, particularly under Steve Cooper. Um, other than that, that was really his his kind of shining moment, but it yeah. was that, and it, I remember it was absolutely pouring down with rain. It was a miserable night away at Ashton Gate, and Forest looked like they were on course for a defeat. They turned it around, I think it was in the space of two minutes or something, and it was just like wow, that that's <laughs> that was a turning point. Because yeah. a few you know, a few weeks ago, a few months prior to that, Forest wouldn't have been capable of turning around a game like that in added time. No no chance. Um, but then you thought, well, they've got this belief. they equalised. All of a sudden, the players ran back, restarted, went up the other end and scored again. And it, it kind of thought, well, that that looks like they're onto something here. It looks like Steve yeah. Cooper's really instilled something. Um and you're right, once the, the turn of the new year happened, they just kept winning. Um, and what was really key was he, he used cup games. So many times managers come in and you see FA Cup games as a chance to play the kids or play some fringe players or um, maybe try a few different things. But Cooper was really clear that this is a chance to build momentum. These games are a chance to keep this winning mentality. He always referred to that you can't turn it on and off you have to constantly want to win. And those cup games were a chance to do that. And Forrest went on a magnificent FA Cup run as well. That helped in the league. They did that last scene as well, season as well in the um, in the Carabao Cup. He just sees them as a platform, as just a chance to get more results, get more momentum um, and, and keep that, refer to it again, that belief building. Um, yeah. And again, that's something that not all managers do. And it was a real sea change, I think
0: yeah just that bristol city game you've referred to i've just just found it um it's listed on soccer base as a lyle taylor equalized in the 90th minute and then a lyle taylor penalty in the 90th minute so it was yeah. absolute absolutely a uh you know a game spun on its head uh and and what blues fans know about lyle taylor is that when he's got a penalty he tends to score it so uh yeah really interesting stuff so Forrest rampage through the through the rest of the season. Um they, they get into the playoffs. Did it feel was there a sense of inevitability? Just they always say that you know the one team charges into the playoffs and then charges straight through the playoffs? Did did it feel that way?
1: Forest have such bad luck in the playoffs prior to, <laughs> to this. They they have a horrible record. Um so I think there was always a oh, let's not get too carried away. Right. From the fans because they know what's gone before uh, and particularly against Sheffield United, they, they'd been there and uh, experienced the other side of it. When they went to Bramall Lane for the first leg of the semi-final, they got a good result and they looked in a really good position. Uh, and you thought, well, you know, they're in with a real chance here of making it to the final. Came back to the city ground for the second leg, took the lead. But then it kind of went, it fell apart a bit and mm. Sheffield United came back, went to penalties. Even in the penalty shootout, I think there was still a lot of nerves and a sense of, oh, have, have Forest done a Forest? Have they blown it? Um, yeah. But that penalty shootout w- was something special. Um, it, it was, it, the way that they actually managed to get to the penalty shootout in the first place, the, the city grounds the the atmosphere there, the fans really got the players over the line and then they did it again in the penalty shootout. And after that, I think there was a, a, a real sense of going to the final then of thinking, well, mm. Forrester are in with a real chance, that this has got to be their moment, it's got to be their time. You, you can never kind of say it with any degree of conviction because um, mm. we all know how football works. But I think there was a, a real sense that if they played to their potential in the final against Huddersfield they had a real shot at it um, in the end it wasn't a great game it, it, in fact it was far from that but they got over the line um, and a- again it was another incredible incredible occasion being at Wembley and putting those playoff demons to bed um, because as I said yeah. Forest had a horrible record in the playoffs and, and they just transformed that um, with Steve Cooper in charge
0: yeah, there's the one thing you've mentioned now, which is it really interested me, and and it's sort of kind of carried on into the Premier League, didn't it? Was 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 the atmosphere at the City Ground uh, and and the home form, which hasn't been great this season, obviously, yeah. but um, but the City Ground just seemed to come alive when Steve Coop, when Steve Cooper was there. How, how is that true? And and how did he do it? And how valuable was that?
1: Oh, it, yeah, it's absolutely true, and it it, 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 it was just it was goosebumps a lot of the time the atmosphere was just incredible and again I refer to the the, the period before that under Chris Uton when it, it was completely toxic but even it, under previous managers I don't think the city ground had ever been quite as loud quite as vociferous, quite as electrifying as what it was when Steve Cooper came in and and just galvanized it um the fans played such a massive part in that promotion-winning season, and again last season in, in keeping Forest up. And a lot of that was down to Steve Cooper. It was the bond that he established with the supporters, the fact that he engaged with fans. He always took time out to, to speak to fans. To there are so many examples of, of, of stories where he's um, he initiated contact or he'd. Yeah. Fans would go and stand at the training ground to meet the players and if they were there on a cold day Steve Cooper would would make sure they had a hot drink or he'd write a letter to some and I've, I've even heard tales of him ringing some of them up and um he he just got Forest he got the club and he got the city Forest because of all the history and because of um everything that that Forest have about them that gets to some managers so some managers feel that it's a burden having that that Brian Clough legacy that European cup winning legacy and that they don't they don't use it in the right way Steve Cooper turned it on his head and he he used it to help forest he embraced it he didn't let it um he didn't let it smother the team he he really he talked about standing on the shoulders of giants and using that and fans really appreciated that somebody that that got the history got everything that came with being manager of um, of Nottingham Forest and he he, he's a really genuinely good guy Steve Keeper he's he's such a humble um, humble man who just really appreciates the supporters and the fans and I think that the bond they had was special it it really was the bond between Steve Keeper and the supporters and the atmosphere that followed was, was just it was electric. It really did make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up sometimes. It was just that good. Um he, he always liked to celebrate victories with fist pumps, Steve Cooper. So he did the old Jurgen Klopp triple fist pump and um went round all four stands, applauded every every section of the supporters. Away end he'd always make sure that Forest went over, win, lose, or draw, um to applaud the fans and what Really stands out in his the latter end of his his um, tenure is the five nil thumping that Boris yeah. had at Fulham the other week. It, uh, they were absolutely abysmal that night. They were dreadful. It was the worst point of Steve Cooper's tenure without a shadow of a doubt. It would have been so easy for for him. He was under a lot of pressure. He, he was, you know, his job was on the line. It would have been so easy for him to walk off for the players to walk off hanging their heads in shame, tails between the legs, not acknowledge the fans or at least, you know, maybe give a half-hearted applause. But he made sure they went there and stood in front of them. And I think that they were maybe expecting a bit of abuse or a bit of um, a bit of flack from it, which, you know, quite right after you've been thumped 5-0. But mm. the opposite happened. Um, fans, I think it, it, it had the feeling of a goodbye at the time. Fans wanted right. to show that, you know, it hasn't ended the way that everybody wanted but still appreciated the job that he did still had a lot of love and affection for him um and he he got a a great reception um but even if he hadn't been expecting that he made sure that the players stood in front of the fans and acknowledged that they'd messed up that they hadn't played anywhere near what they could do um and he held his hand up and said sorry and I think that says a lot about him as a as a manager, and as about our person, really, he's um, yeah. he's a really humble guy.
0: Just, uh, I just pressed for time, so I think we're going to sort of brush over the the first season in, in the Premier League, which is probably slightly unfair because you said it was probably a greater achievement than getting up to, up to the Championship. But ju- just the facts of the matter are that he uh, he, he had to integrate thirty new players uh, and man integrate them into a team. To stay in the Premier League for the first time in a quarter of a century, so it, it, it's it's slightly unfair to to brush over that. But it was, I mean, if if the first bit was a miracle, that was a miracle too, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a, an even greater achievement than getting Forest up in the first place yeah. because of all the challenges that that went with it.
0: Yeah, indeed. At the risk, this is becoming a bit of a love letter to Steve Cooper, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and 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 had it all gone well he'd he'd still be there now when when and where did it start to go wrong and and what what do you think he maybe would look back on and say well I should have probably done that a bit differently
1: this season forest wanted progress they have a really ambitious owner um who has made no bones about the fact that he wants Forrest, he 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 actually said he wanted them to be a, a dominant force in english football um rightly or wrongly realistically or not that's what he wants so Steve Cooper was always really on a bit of a hiding to nothing this term he was always going to be under pressure at the slightest hint of results not going the right way he was under pressure a lot last season as well um he could have lost his job on a couple of occasions Mm. this season particularly because Forrest wanted to not just consolidate but move on up the table as soon as it looked like that wasn't going to happen pressure started to build results then didn't come um I mean only he'll know but whether the pressure got to him a little bit and it affected decisions substitutions team selection that kind of thing it looked like it did from the outside um I think when you're under that much pressure and there's so much riding on you it can affect your thinking a little bit. You maybe don't see things quite so clearly. He was so desperate to get results that he resorted to be more defensive and Forest went into their shell a little bit, which is not what they had done in the Championship um, previously. And fans then didn't exactly like the style of play. It wasn't what they wanted. Having made such a... um, Having Forrest been so keen to evolve this season and be a bit more progressive... Yeah. To them revert to being a bit more defensive. Probably wasn't what fans, owner hierarchy expected. Didn't get the results as well necessarily to go with it. And it, it kind of went from a season that looked like it could be encouraging at the start. At the start, Forest put in some decent performances, but didn't get the results. And then it just gradually tailed off. And then all of a sudden it looked like they were going to be in relegation trouble again and... and that's very much not what the owner has in mind.
0: Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, just as a couple a couple of sort of general points, did he have a, a sort of a preferred setup? Uh, you know, a, a, a formation he wanted to get to, um, as a, just just as a sort of a standing principle of his that he thought was the best setup?
1: I think there's two different ones. In the championship, he he liked to play with wing backs. So a three-man defence with wing backs. Um right. in the Premier League, Forrest did start that way. Um, This season, though, he really wanted them to be a four-man back team. Um, uh, So he can be a bit flexible. Um, I I think the Championship probably really suited the system that that Forrest played. Um, and The Premier League, he found it a little bit difficult maybe to navigate what was going to work and what wouldn't. Last season, Forrest tried a few different formations and Again, the fact they had so many sign-ins and so many players to integrate didn't help, but trying to find a settled team and a the right system was yeah. tricky. Um and it kind of carried over a little bit this year as well. So he can be he can adapt. Um I think in the championship particularly, he, he certainly found a, a way of playing that that suited Forrest and that got results.
0: Yeah, but all the variables moved, didn't they, after promotion? And you've made reference to the all the transfers, certainly in that first summer with 30 new players arriving over the summer and, and January window. How much say on recruitment did, did Cooper have, Sarah?
1: Forrester um, are a funny club when it comes to things like that. He, he, he did have a bit of a say. Um, there were some signings that, that were Cooper signings um, or that certainly were players that he particularly liked Morgan Gibbs White being one this season um or, or last season I should say. Other times Forest have a few different um a few different people that, that play a part in recruitment and perhaps they didn't all um necessarily fit what Steve Keeper liked or wanted. Um so I think he, he does have players that he likes to work with particularly um but but and maybe different to other clubs in how they operate in terms of recruitment
0: right okay so it sounds as there's a few few cooks in the, in the kitchen on on that front then from what you said there without putting words in your mouth um just f- finally then so we've painted a picture of, of cooper as a as a man who embraces a club history as somebody who um likes to turn the home home stadium in, into a bit of a fortress and who's who's got a track record of uh, getting teams into the play- championship playoffs uh what process I fear you're about to burst our bubble, Sarah. <laughs> what chances have Birmingham City got of tempting Steve Cooper to St Andrews?
1: <laughs> um, I think Steve Cooper has had two seasons or a season and a bit now in the Premier League. Um, he has shown that he can get results uh, in the top flight. I'd be surprised, I think, if he went back down to the Championship at this point particularly as he, he does have a few premier league admirers um i right. think he would probably feel that he can do a job again in the premier league um, and i, I suspect he, he might wait for one of those jobs to um to come up he obviously has shown he can do it in the championship as well and i guess you can oh. never say never to to things but i, I would be surprised i think
0: yeah okay never mind uh, well, he's, uh, he's, uh, sorry it's uh, wherever he lives whether it's in wales or nottingham I'll, um i've already volunteered to piggyback into the city ground so uh if, if if he does fancy it then transport won't be an issue sarah <laughs> taking up so much of your time thank thank you very much uh for for your time here today um thank you all for listening remember you can you can follow the Keep Right On podcast on Spotify or on YouTube. So uh, thanks for thanks again, everybody, for your interest, and it's a Keep Right On.